you're setting yourself up for failure before you even meet anybody, before you even enter a relationship. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Secluded Thoughts, where we talk about navigating different parts of life in order to become the best version of yourself. Today's episode is going to be very triggering for a lot of people. I know for myself, it was very triggering for me when I realized I had toxic traits because I'm a Pisces, in case you're interested in astrology. And one thing about us is we justify everything that we do. So in my mind, whatever I did was justified because if you didn't do A, I wouldn't have done B. So that's how I always looked at things. And it really blinded me to a lot of my toxic traits. So for some time, I genuinely felt like I was the victim. (laughs) I genuinely felt like I was the victim in a lot of relationships I was in. And that goes for like all types of relationships, friendships, family, everything. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you how I found out I was toxic and also some general toxic traits that you may have because you might be a little more toxic than you thought. But ultimately, the purpose of this episode is for us to take accountability and improve the overall quality of our relationships by controlling our actions instead of placing blame on other people for what they do to us. So let me break the ice with my experience. So I was watching a motivational video on YouTube in the background while I was eating. I do that often. I always have something positive playing. And it was talking about having integrity, humility, treating people with respect even when they've wronged you. The whole purpose was basically making sure that you act respectful or you act in good faith despite how people treat you. And there was a line in the video that talked about relationships and talked about how a lot of people will play the victim and they'll always talk about how people have hurt them and they have their list of excuses and this, that, and the third. And I was listening to it and it was kind of like going in one ear and out the other because I was like, that doesn't apply to me, you know, like I'm an angel. And since I'm a very introspective person, When the video was over, I started to reflect. I asked myself the question again. I was like, am I toxic? Like, do I have any, you know, negative traits or anything? And at first, once again, I was like, me? No, you know, like I, you know, I, I was in denial. And then I thought back to prior relationships and fallouts with people And in my mind, like I said in the beginning, because I'm a Pisces, I felt like any actions that I took were justified because of whatever reasons that I had, whether I communicated those reasons or not. So at first I was like, no, 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 that doesn't apply to me. But then I paused. I was like, there's no way it makes sense that I was the victim in every relationship that I've had. And I was like, wait a minute, that 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 doesn't sound right. You know, like I can't be the only one that was wronged in any situation like I there must have been something I did. 
And to be honest, I genuinely had to think about it for a few minutes before I started calling myself out on things that I should have done or I could have done better. Y'all should have seen the look on my face. I was sitting there literally shocked. I was like, am I toxic? Like, did I really, did I have to do that? Like, did I handle that in the best way? Like, I was shocked. And then I started thinking about things and I was like, wow. Like, I am terrible. I was like, wow, did I really do that? Like, does that represent the kind of person that I think I am or who I want to be? And initially, you know, I never thought about it in that way because, like I said, I justified everything. So to put a name to some of those things, for one, my communication has definitely been more or less non-existent. In a lot of situations, initially, I always expected people to know what they did wrong. Like if I felt like if you did something that obviously bothered me, then you should have just known. So if I was upset, you should have just like automatically knew why I was upset and then fixed it. But obviously, you can't expect people to read your mind. And also, I hate to admit this, but I realized that I have the potential to be very manipulative. And I hate to say this, and I know I'm guilty of this in the past. And trust me, when people say Pisces are trash, I feel like this is what they're talking about. Because it's, it's terrible. Like, honestly, it's terrible. And... And the fact that I never or very seldomly, actually, let's be honest, I never took accountability for what I did wrong because, again, justification. So it's like if somebody did something wrong and then I also did something wrong, well, I felt like mine was justified because I would have never initially do something wrong to you. I only did it in retaliation. So that justified what I did. And it's like, sometimes I wouldn't even feel the need to apologize for what I did because I felt like if you didn't do what you did, then I wouldn't have done it. Like, it's just, it's just terrible. Overall, terrible. But awareness is the first step. So I know this now and I, trust me, I've made a lot of progress. I've made a lot of strides to change that like I even improved my communication so you know I'm, I'm not a lost cause and if if you are guilty of those things too you know there's hope for you there's hope don't be like me don't be like you there's hope like we need to do better because ultimately if you're in a toxic relationship yes the other person might have done some things but you also did things to contribute to that toxicity like I said, it's all about taking accountability. So now that I've dragged myself, we're going to talk about some other traits that you may have and I have also had in the past that may be putting you in toxic situations. Now, before we begin, I know you have your list of excuses. I know you have your five page essay on how people have hurt you. 
I'm going to ask you to forget about that for a minute because we're not talking about other people. You can't control other people. You can only control yourself. So we're going to be talking about your actions specifically. First and foremost, let's talk about your mindset regarding how you approach relationships. You cannot say that you want a good man without believing that there are any good men on this earth. If you think that all men are trash, what do you think you are going to attract when you try to date? Because for some people, if you think that that's all there is, if you start talking to someone that is in fact trash, then to you it's probably going to be about, okay, let me just make sure that he's not as trash as other guys that I've dated. And you have to understand that you have already set yourself up for failure. Like you already told yourself that you're not going to look for somebody who's deserving. You're just going to settle for whatever that person gives you. Another important point that goes hand in hand with that is we accept the love we think we deserve. I know everyone has heard that quote and it's very true. If your self-esteem isn't all that, then you probably don't think you deserve someone who's going to buy you flowers or compliment you all the time. Like if you're insecure about your body, for example, and somebody says that they're attracted to your body, you won't believe it. So sometimes some people may try to be good to you, but because you can't even believe it yourself, it's, it, there's, there's, there's not even any point. And as a result, you tend to settle for people who won't compliment you or who will treat you like you aren't deserving because you don't think you're worth it. These are some of the examples of how having a negative mindset or an outlook on relationships already sets you up for failure before you even get into one. So when you do get into a relationship and it ends up being toxic, surprise, surprise, you can't really put 100% of the blame on the other person because you chose to settle for that. I think one of the things that makes relationships so hard for some people is that it forces you to look at parts of you that you don't want to look at. It forces you to relive traumatic experiences or deal with trauma in order to heal from that so you can be a better person for your partner. And a lot of people just aren't ready to do that depending on what kind of situations they have to deal with. So it's kind of like you're setting yourself up for failure before you even meet anybody, before you even enter a relationship. You don't have a stable foundation to build something solid, so anything you enter is doomed. So that's what I mean when I say taking accountability for your toxic traits, you know? Like attracts like. Damage attracts damage. If you are broken, you're going to attract someone else who's broken. Or you might attract a fixer. And if that's the situation, this is more than likely how the situation is going to turn out. If you're broken and you attract a fixer, you're going to expect that person to fix you, which number one, that's not going to happen. Nobody can fix you but you. 
but you're going to create a dependency on that person, which is very unhealthy. You're going to be too attached and their actions are going to affect you too much and it's going to make you very emotionally unstable and that will allow some people to take advantage of you because they know you need them. And from your perspective, it's gonna, you're going to be like, oh, well, this person took advantage of me. Oh, well, this person wasn't right. I needed them and they left. Well, what you needed them for, they were never responsible for fixing in the first place. And on the other hand, if you're the fixer like I was, I mean, let's be, let, let, let's, let's be real for a second. Most of the times, fixers are fixers because we don't like people getting too close to us. You know, we want to help you, but we don't want you to help us because you might see a little too much of us that we're comfortable showing. Or it could just be us, you know, trying to help and fix people because we sometimes wish that we had people like us in our lives. But at the same time, we may have it, but we don't want to let them get too close. And then from your perspective, it's like, you might get drained as a fixer because you feel like people are draining your energy. People need you too much. They're not reciprocating the same amount of effort, but you don't even realize that you keep people at arm's length so they can't get close to you. So how do you expect them to reciprocate? Like that was my issue at one point. I was like, I'm such a good person. I always try to help people. Why can't I find somebody like me? And then I was like, oh, that's right. I don't, I don't let people get too close to me. You see, so like it doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm saying worry about your actions. Worry about how you are toxic because half of the time, the things you're asking for, you don't put yourself in a position to receive it. So then how can you get mad at people for not giving it? Here's another example. And this example can be summed from the quote, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Let me explain. Have you ever heard somebody say something like, you know, I, I would have given you everything even when I had nothing or something like that? Like, think, think about it this way, right? If you are... Let's put it this way. If you are homeless, if the two of you are homeless, right? And this person doesn't have a jacket. They don't they don't even have a shirt, right? They don't they, they they're shirtless. And you have like a tank top and it's winter, it's getting cold. And that person is saying, "Oh, let me give you my jacket." You see what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. How can you keep me warm if you can't even keep yourself warm? How can you give me a jacket that you don't have? How can you give me $100 if you have zero? Like that, that doesn't make sense. And sometimes when people say that, it's just manipulation. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Some people may have pure intentions when they say that. But it just doesn't make sense because if you could have done it, then you would have already been doing it for yourself. You can't give me something you don't have. You can't take care of other people 
if you don't first take care of yourself. And the most popular real life example, you've probably heard of this, is when you're on an airplane and the flight attendant tells you that you have to put on your oxygen mask before you help other people. Because if something happened and there's no oxygen and you suffocate, how, exa- how exactly are you supposed to help other people if you don't have an air supply? And at the end of the day, if you choose to do that in relationships or friendships or whatever, all that's going to do is leave you with resentment. You might think it's noble to put others' needs before yours, but that just leaves you neglected. Because at the end of the day, nobody is going to care about you and have your back like you do. And unfortunately, people who do that end up feeling like they're being stretched very thin and taken advantage of. And truly, the reason that's happening is because of your inability to set boundaries for yourself. Because here's the thing, if you're a giver, you need to set boundaries on how much you're willing to give because takers have no boundaries. If you just give and give and give and give and give and you don't really ask for anything in return, people are just going to take advantage of you. Like, that's it. And all I'm saying is instead of blaming them, for taking advantage of you, learn how to set boundaries so that doesn't happen. So the very last example I'm going to give, and no, I'm not done yet. The very last one I'm going to give is one I touched on a little bit earlier, and it's also one that personally offends me because I am guilty of this. And like I said, you know, I'm a work in progress. But I feel like a lot of people are guilty of this and they don't even realize it. So it's about time we address it. So let's talk about how you might be a little closed off. You know, like how you don't really tell people personal details about yourself or you don't really... You know, you don't really get that personal with people. You give you you keep people at arm's length, right? You don't want them to be too close. Like you can be close but not too close, right? Because you know, you might be trying to avoid getting hurt. You might feel like you don't want to be vulnerable with people. You're not used to that. You don't like that. Or whatever the reason is, but Let's address how you keep people at a distance. Now, here's the thing. If you keep people at a distance, it may prevent you from being hurt, right? Or hurt very bad, I should say. Because you might say, okay, at the end of the day, I didn't give too much, so it doesn't hurt too bad. But here's the thing. You know how they say closed mouths can be fed? Same concept. If you try to keep people at a distance to never be hurt, you'll also never experience love. You'll also never experience genuine relationships and genuine conversations with people. And that can be very isolating, honestly. Like, especially since we're in a pandemic now, you know, and I live in Atlanta, so we're not really in a pandemic in Atlanta, but, you know, generally we're in a pandemic. 
But I digress. The point is, if you were in a relationship and it didn't work out for whatever reason, and you know that you were never fully open with that person, can you really say that all the blame is on them? I mean, did, did you really try? Was it fair to them that they would have never received all of you in the first place? I mean, that relationship was doomed from the beginning. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like, if you never had any intentions of opening up to a person, then whatever happened in the relationship, you cannot say that it is all on them. It's not because you never gave them a chance. No matter what happened, no, no matter what happens, no matter what they did, it is not just on them. You never gave them a chance. You had no intentions on doing that. And the thing about that too is like, if you don't really show people who you are, then however they feel about you, you question what those feelings are. Like you, you question how genuine those feelings are because in your mind, it might be like, okay, well, I've never even fully opened up to you and you say you care and this that and the third but what do you care about like what version of me do you have you know that's that's something I often wondered because I always thought okay well I haven't even shown you all of me and you say you love me or something and I'm like what do you love because you don't know me so it all goes back to what I said if you don't open up you will never receive genuine love. Closed mouths don't get fed. Simple. So if you feel like somebody never loved you the way you wanted them to, then understand that that would have never happened because you were never willing to give them a chance to get to know you in the first place. So you can't hold that against them in the end. Okay, I am done dragging you through the mud now or I should say dragging us because I can relate to some of these too but once again I just want to say that the whole point of this episode is to create awareness so we can take some accountability for our toxic traits and we can work on that because at the end of the day what you attract is going to be very similar to what you are So if you don't like what you've been attracting lately, then you owe it to yourself to work on yourself so you can start to attract better people and better relationships. So if any of these examples that I mentioned made you pause in the middle of the episode to recollect yourself, work on it, sis. Right, so how do you work on it? Well. First and foremost, let me just say that for the millionth time, I am a work in progress. (laughs) I am a work in progress and I am still guilty of some of these things. And I am in no way, shape or form a relationship coach. But I'm just going to tell you some of the things that I have been doing to become a better person. Number one, communication, 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 communication. 
<sighs> we all struggle with it. I mean, let's be real. We all struggle with it. Like I said, I used to expect people to read my mind. So now that I'm trying to communicate, it's like a foreign concept to me. But I have gotten a lot better at it. And honestly, the only thing I do is I just like I just say what's on my mind. Like I didn't read any books to help me. It like you just have to be honest with people and you just have to be raw and you have to be okay with whatever they respond with. Like it may not be what you wanted them to but at the end of the day it's about getting things off your chest and if people love you if people care about you then they will be receptive to what you are saying and also apologize like we're talking about taking accountability you that starts with an apology apologize if you know you've done something wrong apologize if you know you're guilty of doing these things and you are ready to change. Just apologize. Put your pride aside and put your relationships first and apologize. Secondly, in my opinion, you need to focus on leading by example. And Lisa Nichols, who's one of my favorite motivational speakers, has this quote that goes, You are the first example of how the world gets to treat you. And all that means is you have to start treating yourself how you want to be treated. Because like I said earlier, if you constantly put other people first and you neglect yourself, other people are going to think it must be okay to neglect your needs and not put you first because you don't even care to take care of yourself. So think about those areas you've been spreading yourself thin and set some boundaries and do not compromise for any reason. And if you want to be spoiled, if you want somebody to take care of you, start doing those things for yourself. One of the best tweets I've seen is one that talks about different ways you can practice self-care based on your love language. So if you don't know your love language, you can go to the website. I think it's just lovelanguages.com or something like that. But you can Google it and take the quiz and figure out what your love language is. And then you can look up ways to spoil yourself or practice self-care that aligns with how you want to be loved. So for example, my love languages are physical touch and quality time. So I now get monthly massages. And I also started taking myself out on dates so I can spend quality time with myself. I'm an introvert, so I live in my head. So it's not even awkward to me. Like I'll sit there and run through an entire storyline or think about, I don't know, just the, the most random things. And that's like very refreshing to me. Like it puts me at ease. So Think about some of the things you want and then start doing them for yourself. Like don't depend on other people to fix you or to give you what you need. That will help with your self-confidence and your self-esteem and it will allow you to demand more from people when you are dating. Because at the end of the day, if you are single and you're doing all of this stuff for yourself, then innately... You're going to feel like whoever comes into your life needs to be doing at least that or better, you know, versus you don't do any of that for yourself. And then you wait on somebody to come into your life to do that. That's 
that's where you create an unhealthy dependence on people and then they will take they take advantage of you you also need to be able to define your needs so make a list what are your non-negotiables what's your love language what are things that you are willing to compromise on what kind of qualities and characteristics do you want in a partner? You need to be able to define all of those things. And if you go to my website at secludedthoughts.com slash toxic traits, there's a list of other questions that you can answer to help you identify those things so that what you essentially have at the end of the day is a criteria. So when new people enter your life you can measure them against that so you aren't settling another thing i think would be really beneficial for your overall improvement is seeing a therapist now i don't personally see a therapist myself but i have been considering it because i feel like you know, in all of the books I read on personal development, and I read a lot, a lot of them talk about how successful people at one point in time have seen a therapist because they want to become the best version of themselves possible. And I feel like nowadays we have normalized, and I, I don't really like the word normalized, but for lack of better words, I'm going to use it. But I feel like nowadays we have normalized therapy to where we don't really we broke the stigma around it basically so it's seen as more acceptable but I still think it's something that's clearly underutilized prime example being myself but but that's temporary because like I said I'm gonna get one but the reason I feel like this might be helpful is because some people may have mental health issues or may have dealt with traumatic experiences from their past or their childhood that could be causing them to act the way they are right now. And so you might need a little more help than just reading, you know, a personal development book. So these are the main three things that I feel like will be the most helpful based on what I've been doing and what I plan to do. But I'm sure there's many more. So if you have any tips that you feel would be beneficial to anyone struggling with those toxic traits, make sure you leave a comment at secludedthoughts.com slash toxic traits. Now I'll close this off with one of the most important things that I want you to remember. And that is that there is power in accountability. You might be thinking that, you know, since you are so toxic, blah, 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 you're a terrible person, blah, blah, blah. It's not to make you feel bad. It's not to play the victim. It's to help you realize that, okay, these things you are doing are leading to certain results that you may not want. So now that you know that and you take accountability for that, you can say, okay, I don't want this result. So I'm going to make a change so I can get the result that I want. That's what accountability allows you to do. It shifts your mindset from being a victim to being in control. And not the toxic kind of control. Control as in you can do certain things to get the desired outcome that you want in life. 
So that's all I have for today on toxic traits. Hopefully you're not too triggered like I was initially. I hope this episode was useful and I hope if you are triggered, then you use the information to make changes in your life to get the desired results that you want. If you liked this episode, make sure you check out the links in the description for my Instagram and my website and be sure to leave a rating before you go. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.